Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On today's episode of the podcast, we're continuing our topic from last episode when we talked with Tony Teufel about tennis training tips to prevent injury. This week we have Emma Green, the tennis elbow queen, a physical therapist from California who specializes in treating tennis elbow, and she's going to tell us about her new book coming out plus online course and things you can do at home to help prevent and relieve tennis elbow. I think this is going to be a great episode. I hope you get a lot out of it. And if you do, please subscribe to our podcast so you get notified of our future episodes. You're listening to the St. Louis Pain Expert Podcast with Dr. Dave Candy, St. Louis's leading expert in chronic pain relief. Dr. Candy specializes in helping women age 40 and above to overcome chronic, nagging aches and pains without medication, injections, or surgery so they can stay active, mobile, healthy, and independent. Whether you're suffering from pain yourself or know someone who is, pain's a universal experience that affects us all, but that doesn't mean you have to suffer. Knowledge is power, and having the right information can help you or someone you love get on the road to recovery. On the St. Louis Pain Expert Podcast, Dr. Candy talks with other pain experts from around the world to give you the information you need to recover, the peace of mind of knowing that you're not alone, and the hope that lasting relief from chronic pain is possible, and it doesn't require relying on pills, injections, or surgery in order to do so. So sit back, relax, and open your ears, mind, and heart, and let the healing begin. Welcome to the St. Louis Pain Expert Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Dave Candy. I have with me here today, Emma Green, a physical therapist from California. Emma was actually the very first guest that I had on the podcast, and in that episode, we talked about clinical Pilates and how that can help back pain. But over the past year with the pandemic, she has switched focus a little bit. She's now specializing in tennis elbow and has various online resources and a new book that's coming out. So we're going to talk about her course and about tennis elbow and about the new book and what you can find to help you out with tennis elbow. So Emma, welcome back. It's good to have you. Yeah, thanks so much, Dave. It's great to be back. So what are some common misconceptions that you hear about tennis elbow? Yeah, this is a, a great question and, and one that I sort of really delved into um, in the book. So my very first chapter is all about the sort of top myths that I hear from my clients. And I think the number one myth has to be that you, you have to play tennis in order to get tennis elbow. You absolutely don't. Um, I, I would say probably probably less than 10% of my clients um, are tennis players. Um, there's, there's probably around between five and 8% that play some kind of racket sport, whether it is tennis, whether it's squash, badminton, or even pickleball. Um, I see all of those types of clients with tennis elbow. <clears throat> I, I see quite a high number of golfers who actually have tennis elbow. We would think they would get golfer's elbow, but they don't. They get tennis elbow in their non-dominant side. 
And actually during the pandemic, I have seen a lot of people develop tennis elbow from changing their ergonomic setup with people working from home. That was a big causative factor. Uh, and also people doing a lot of home renovations or um, yard work. People were laying patios, they were painting fences, they were digging their gardens and they were getting tennis elbow from these overuse activities. And just to clarify for people who aren't uh familiar what distinguishes what you call golfer's elbow from tennis elbow yeah uh, tennis elbow affects that the outside of the elbow um the the medical name for tennis elbow would be lateral epicondylitis lateral meaning on the outside of the elbow uh epicondylitis is basically the the bump or the the bony part of the elbow where the tendon attaches in um and then golfer's elbow affects the inside so that would be medial epicondylitis, medial being the inside part of the elbow. And again, epicondyle is that bony part on the inside of the elbow where that tendon attaches in. And what are some of the big risk factors for someone that might cause them to develop tennis elbow? Yeah, the, the biggest one is overuse. Um, and it's an, it's an overuse issue. It tends to be an overuse issue. It can be caused by... Um, Somebody who never played tennis and then started playing tennis every single day, that for sure could develop tennis elbow. But then, as I said, it, it could be something as simple as you're now working from home, sitting on a different chair. It can be an increase in computer work. It can be an increase in yard work or housework. I had one lady who um, her relatives were coming over for the holidays. And so she spent hours and hours and hours cleaning the house. And that was enough for her to develop tennis elbow. So it tends to be an overuse issue. It also tends to be something that's unaccustomed. Uh, oftentimes when I get a new client, I will obviously ask them, how long have they been suffering? And whenever they started feeling the tennis elbow, I look back three to six months before that to try and figure out what changed because something changed to cause them to develop this overuse issue. And we try and figure out what that causative factor was. And are there any other conditions that tend to go hand in hand with tennis elbow? Yeah, there's, there's uh, oftentimes uh, clients will have some kind of issue with their neck. And this tends to be in the people who have suffered for a longer period of time. Tennis elbow is one of those conditions that um, many times people don't seek help from a doctor or a healthcare professional um, in the early stages because it's just it's a bit of a soreness in the elbow. They've started to notice it. And then once two or three months have gone by, they start realizing, hey, this is not settled down. Then maybe they it, they symptoms start to intensify they start to feel different things generally the longer it goes on the more structures are involved so if i can get to somebody when they've only been feeling elbow pain for two or three months it's very easy to fix it it's very easy to turn that around now if that person has been suffering for two or three years it's almost like imagine if you drop a pebble into a pond and you see those ripples expand out it's very much like that type of scenario where the elbow is the epicenter of the, the discomfort and the pain. But as time goes on, those ripples kind of spread out and more and more structures become involved. So the longer somebody's had tennis elbow, it's much more likely that I'm going to find issues around their shoulder, 
issues in their neck, maybe into the forearm, wrist and hand. Many, many times I see an issue with the nerve and this tends to be the difference between many general therapists and, and what I do, because I see 75% of my caseload are tennis elbows, not just elbows, but tennis elbows. So I see a lot of this condition. And, and in the clients that I have been working with, probably 95% have some kind of nerve issue that needs addressing as well. And I think that is the biggest part that is often missed. And that's the biggest difference um, in, in how I will approach treating tennis elbow. And so for someone who might have a nerve involvement, I assume it would be the radial nerve on the outside of the elbow. Um, what kind of things would you do differently for someone who has nerve involvement than someone who just has a basic you know, elbow or tendon problem? Yeah, great, great question. So um, my program addresses the nervous system from the outset because there's such a high percentage of clients that have nerve issues. I address it from the outset. Um, and so I will include certain treatment techniques that um, many clients have not tried, have not heard of, um, just because it's very much addressing the nerve. Uh, for example, one of the first things that I like to get my clients doing is cardio exercise and in particular outside. Um, when somebody has had a nerve issue that develops alongside tennis elbow, the whole nervous system becomes hypersensitized. So the nervous system is in this hypersensitized state. It's called central sensitization. Um, and it's something that we need to address because basically too many messages are being sent by the nerves. Too many pain messages are being sent up to the brain. The brain perceives those pain messages. Too many pain messages or too many messages are being sent down to the muscles to have them switch on and the muscles are very tight, which in turn pulls on the tendon. So many people sit in this, this chronic cycle of this hypersensitized nerve and it, it doesn't matter how much you address the tendon at that point, if you're not going to be fixing the nerve, you're never going to settle this down completely. So from the outset, I get my clients doing um, ideally 30 minutes um, of cardio exercise outside every single day. The reason I want them doing cardio exercise is it increases circulation. So we help to increase the circulation, not just to the tendon, which does need it, but also to the nervous system as well. We're mobilizing the nervous system as we're moving. And the big part that, that I teach my clients is I want them outside in nature. So I, I, I'm, I use that technique and it's called forest bathing. There's been a lot of research done in Japan in particular on forest bathing, on how it affects the biochemistry of the brain. And it's a technique that we can use to almost reboot the brain and calm the nervous system down and start that healing process. And that can be used for other areas in the body as well. I listened back to our prior podcast before you know, coming on this call, and you were talking about the same thing about a year ago um, with regards to low back pain as well. Yeah, absolutely. I am a big, big fan of forest bathing for sure. <laughs> so for someone who 
perhaps went outside and did some yard work over the weekend or did a home renovation project that they weren't used to. And they just start to notice this ache in their elbow. Are there any things that someone can do right off the bat to prevent it from becoming more of a chronic problem? Yeah, absolutely. The the number one thing is to avoid things that irritate it. And, and that seems really obvious, doesn't it? Don't make it hurt. So if there is a particular activity or a particular movement that does aggravate the elbow and it tends to be gripping motions, tend to irritate tennis elbow, uh, lifting with the palm facing down to the floor. If you're picking something up with the palm down to the floor, that tends to irritate tennis elbow. It's avoiding those things because every time you feel the pain, it's tugging on that tendon, it's irritating that tendon, it's going to take longer to settle down. So the more you can keep yourself pain free, the better. If it has been a very short amount of time, you know, we always advocate ice for any acute or new injury. Um, And that's something within the last few days, if you've noticed something that's brand new, if you can ice it, that can again, really help to settle things down. But if it's lingering, if you've had it for longer than a few days, certainly longer than a week or two, I advocate a lot of heat. And I I really, I used to say to clients, heat three times a day. And then I had two clients completely independent of each other who both heated way, way more and both got better way faster and and way better. So now I, I say heat at least five times a day more if you can. And actually with people being home during the pandemic, it's been great. You've been able to get heat on every hour, which is perfect. Well, yeah, in both the case of a, a chronic tendon injury as well as nerve injuries, you know, I guess that would stimulate blood flow to the area. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. And it's one of the things that we want to do to really sort of kickstart that healing process. What are some other treatment, common treatments for um, tennis elbow. Um, I know the tennis elbow straps are always a question that I get. What's the benefit? Do they work? Do they not work? How do they work if they work? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Again, there are so many braces out there and it is, it is again, probably one of the top questions I get asked is which is the best brace? Um, and, and the answer is that there isn't one. Um, If you really absolutely have to wear one, and and that would be, again, my caveat is as soon as we put something external on like a brace, the muscles underneath are going to switch off and that causes greater weakening. And that's, that's a problem in tennis elbow because once your elbow starts hurting and you start changing the way you're doing things to avoid that discomfort, you start avoiding making it hurt. You're avoiding particular activities that, that are uncomfortable. You are going to start getting some weakness in that elbow. It's, it's very common. It's very normal for tennis elbow. But it's one of the things that needs addressing and we need to strengthen. So if you put a brace on there and you start get, getting further weakening of the muscles, that can then just, it can lengthen the, the rehab time for tennis elbow. So for most of my clients, I say, if you can avoid a brace, don't wear one. 
if you absolutely have to, and there are some people who maybe they're moving house and they know they're going to be lifting boxes. It's kind of a one-off event. Or I have had a, a couple of clients who had a particular job where they just could not change what they were doing or avoid it. One of the guys that springs to mind, he was a sushi chef. And you can imagine all the chopping that he was doing. Um, so in those particular situations, the, the best type of brace or strap is literally the strap that goes around. And these are very inexpensive, you know, they're about $10 on Amazon, very easy to find. You certainly don't need to be spending a lot of money on these. Um, but it, it, the placement of it has to be around the forearm. It doesn't go over the tendon. It doesn't go over the area that's uncomfortable. It goes about an inch to an inch and a half below that. But then it needs to be on as tightly as possible without your hand turning blue or tingling because we don't want any issues with the circulation or the nerves. But bear in mind that when that strap is on, the muscle is going to be weakening. So it's only if you really have to use it. Um, but that is, is, is the best type of strap out there. And speaking of weakening... What can you do to ward off weakening without, like you said, aggravating the issue? Yeah. And, and this, is, this is one of the biggest things that I teach is that, you know, because people will say to me, what's the best exercise for tennis elbow? And my answer is, it depends because it does. It depends at what phase you're in. Um, the treatment program that I teach is broken up into four distinct phases. Phase one is all about the self-help strategies that you can implement and start doing at home. For example, the cardio exercise, the heat, the ice, they would all be in the, the self-help strategies that you can utilize. Phase two is all about normalizing the soft tissues. And normalizing the soft tissues includes bringing down muscle tension, normalizing the nerves, uh, normalizing all of the, the forearm so that it can then tolerate the strengthening, which would come in phase three. So um, if somebody tried to do a strengthening exercise while the muscles are tight, it's going to aggravate them. And that's a big problem. People go onto YouTube and look up specific exercises for tennis elbow. They find something, they try it, it makes them worse. So they think that exercise is not right for them. It might be the right exercise. They're doing it at the wrong time. And that's part of the problem. Um, and so it's, it's, a, a, it's a very challenging question to answer because it's very individual. People need to have reduced the muscle tension down in order to start then the strengthening phase. So can you tell me a little bit about your book that you have coming out? What's it called and a general synopsis of what it's about? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's called Tennis Elbow Relief, um, Serving Up Solutions for Lateral Epicondylitis. Um, and so I've put sort of everything has gone in there that I teach in my program. Um, there are a couple of things I left out. There are some things in my program that I like to teach people individually um, and just to go into a little more detail with. So everything that's in the book can be done safely by anybody who picks up the book and reads the book. 
So I talk about the myths around um, tennis elbow. I talk about the worst things that you can do with regards to tennis elbow. And then we move into obviously what is tennis elbow? How do we fix it? I take people through my program with regards to, we go all the way through phase one. I introduce phase two. We've got uh, certain of the stretches and soft tissue techniques that I introduce in phase two. Phase three, strengthening. Um, I, I do a very all-encompassing strengthening program, which literally includes the core, it includes the neck, it includes shoulder blades, rotator cuff, as well as then strengthening through the forearm. So I introduce certain of those exercises as well. Um, and then phase four is all about building endurance, getting back to function and returning to all of the activities that people want to be able to do um, with no pain whatsoever. So they get back to doing everything that they want to do with no restrictions. Well, we'll put a link to your book on Amazon and depending on when you're listening to this, it will either be available for pre-order or you can just order it outright. Now, for people who need a little bit more help and have some more interest, you know, can you tell me a little bit about what additionally you would get in your course? Yeah, absolutely. So as, as the, the course entails 40 different videos where I teach every aspect, it's every single aspect that I've, so every technique I've ever used for any client is in there. Um, People come into a private Facebook group with me and I go live every week answering their specific questions. So they get much more access to me to be able to guide them through that program. And I literally take them from hurt to healed. Um, we have people who enter the program each month. We've had people in the program now who, who literally are getting back to doing the things that they want to do. Uh, there's one guy who's actually going to be racing motorbikes think actually this weekend he's going to be racing motorbikes for the first time in in a year because he's not been able to do it we've got somebody else who's just got back into the gym somebody else is working out at home so people are getting back to doing the things that they want to do and there's very much a community feel there as well because people are in that that private facebook group together um, and they're all going through the same situation that they, they they all know what everybody else is dealing with well, that sounds amazing. You know, can you give me any final thoughts that you might have or closing messages for someone who might be suffering from tennis elbow and just not really sure what they should do next? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a, a free Facebook group that is open to anybody. Um, and that is, again, it's a Facebook group. It's called Tennis Elbow Relief. So again, I can pass that link on to you, Dave, and you can share that freely. Um, and people can come into them. They can start learning about Tennis Elbow. I have a lot of free resources in there. There's a free ebook that people can download. You can sign up for my emails where I, I share out helpful hints there are, we do a challenge every other month where people can join in with me for a three-day challenge. And again, we'll go through certain of the elements that are going to be helping them. Many, many people have benefited from that. And for some people who have not had tennis elbow for very long, this is all they need. And they can absolutely heal with the right advice at the right time and just following the right plan. So I think for people who, um, who maybe have suffered for longer and think that they've tried everything and think that nothing works for them, always know that there, there is a solution. 
there are answers out there, but it's finding the right person to work with. Um, and I would be more than happy to guide anybody through that, that treatment program. Okay. Well, we'll get all those links into your book and your course and your Facebook group. It's always good to talk to you, Emma. And thanks again for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome, Dave. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for listening to the St. Louis Pain Expert Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you live in the St. Louis area and would like Dr. Candy's help to find a solution to your pain, visit our website at stlpainexpert.com. Email Dr. Candy at dave at stlpainexpert.com or call Dr. Candy's clinical practice at 314-941-3970. If you're listening from outside the St. Louis area but would still like some help, feel free to contact us to learn more about our virtual health coaching. Regardless of where you live, please share our podcast with anyone you know who would benefit from learning more about pain and what can be done to relieve it. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or your other favorite podcast platform so you get notified when we release a new episode. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll enjoy us again soon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.